the last time I taught in um, in Samuel, um, it was in chapter 3, and I only covered uh, verses 1 and 10, so hopefully today I'll be able to finish um, the whole chapter of chapter 3. It's been a really long time since I've I taught in Samuel, but I'm happy to say that I'm going to continue to go back and teach through the book of Samuel. Um, I think the book of Samuel has so many awesome um, things that we can grab and apply to our lives. So I remember, um, and I think I said this in one of the old studies, that I remember um, one of my youth pastors taught it, and um, he did a fantastic job, and there was just so much rich application there. So hoping I would be able to uh, duplicate what he did, you know, and hopefully I can going to show you guys, you know, the awesome things that Samuel, you know, presents and things that we can apply. So hopefully I can do a good job in that. So like I said, um, I'm really happy to be back in the book of Samuel. So today I will be in Samuel uh, chapter 3, starting in verse 11. And so I'm just going to pick up right, right where I left off. But before I, I continue, first I just want to give you guys some time if you want to grab a Bible or if you just want to listen. Um, it's up to you guys, but I will be in chapter 3 if you guys want to follow along with me in your Bibles. Um, I did want to recap a little bit. So... I'm going to go back to, um, I'm just going to kind of be bouncing uh, through the, through the uh, different chapters. And I want to go back to verse, not verse, but um, chapter 1 where it says, um, basically, um, I can't quote it exactly, but um, in chapter 1 it tells us that um, Israel uh, wasn't in a good uh, spiritual state. Um, in the verse study I taught in Samuel, I emphasized that um, the book before Samuel was Judges. And if you ever read uh, Judges... Um, it's a crazy book because uh, Israel was in a in a spiritual roller coaster. They had their highs and they had their lows, and then when we um, go into Samuel, um, we realize that um, you know Israel was still wasn't in a good place spiritually, and then um, as we continue reading in the chapters, um, we discover that um, <laughs> instead of having good spiritual leadership, um, Israel did not have any good spiritual leadership. Um, Eli uh, was like the the main because uh, in, in in today's terms, he was the main pastor there. Um, and what was going on is that he left his two kids also in charge, but his two kids were doing horrible and unspeakable things. And because of that, there was definitely a lot of issues. And then what made things even worse is that Amelie did not discipline or remove his kids from the ministry. So there was definitely a lot of issues, you know, in, in terms of the uh, spiritual leadership. So um, if anything, um, it was just a mess. And, you know, definitely... Um, not good that Israel was not in a good place spiritually, but also not good that Israel did not have any good uh, spiritual leadership. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. I just kind of uh, try my best to recap as much as I possibly can. Um, but I also want to mention that um, if you are if you are a first time listener, if you if you found you know uh, this study on YouTube or on Spotify, Anchor, wherever the study is available, I welcome. Just want to say thank you so much for taking your time to listen um, to this study. I hope it encourages you. Uh, the reason why I made this ministry and, um, you know, praying a lot about this ministry is for those, um, for those of uh, you guys, the listeners, that you guys would be encouraged so you guys can grab something, applaud in your life, and the Lord would minister and speak to you because we know that God's Word is the ultimate authority and, you know, it's true and it's a light to our path. You know, like Psalms 119, 105 says, you know, that God's Word is a light to my feet and a light to my path, you know, and, God's word uh, can guide us in, in life, you know, and that's that's my main goal is to is that we would study scripture and that we will let God uh, direct our path. That's that's my goal. So if you like I said, if you are new, then awesome. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And those of you guys who have been following along uh, with me, 
do the uh, first Samuel or the other topics that I talked about. Thank you guys for sticking with me, for listening and, and being a, a good, a consistent audience. I, I do appreciate it. And you guys are praying for this ministry that it, even even more from the bottom of my heart. I just want to thank you so much because without no prayer, um, I don't think this ministry will go anywhere. Because um, really it's prayer that, um, that um, you know, that takes this ministry somewhere or that it's prayer that I will make this ministry grow. So, if you've been praying, thank you so much. So, like I said, um, I will be in chapter 3 today. Uh, hopefully, you guys have a Bible. Um, just trying to think if I wanted to cover anything. Uh, but I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, starting in verse uh, 11, it says, <clears throat> The Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do something in Israel that will cause everyone who hears about it to shudder. So, here we see Samuel's uh, first... Um, uh, prophecy. So in chapter 3, the beginning of chapter 3, we see the Lord wants to have or start a relationship with Samuel at a very early age. Samuel was a young man at this point, so the Lord wanted to reach out to Samuel at a young age, which is awesome. And here we see kind of the first prophecy that the Lord gives to Samuel. And we, we're going to see this prophecy uh, take place in chapter 4, uh, which I believe. Um, so I did want to mention real quickly that I will cover chapter 4. Um, but only like a couple of verses. I'm not going to go into deep. So like I said, um, we're going to see this prophecy take place in chapter 4. And so continuing in verse 12, it reads, On that day I will carry out against Eli everything I said about his family from beginning to end. I told him that I'm about to judge his family forever because of the iniquity he knows about his sons are cursing God and he has not stopped them. Therefore, I have sworn to release family. The iniquity of Elise's family will never be wiped out by either sacrifice or offering. So, stopping in verse 14, that's very intense, you know. Um, as I was studying to, uh, you know, as I was studying for this message, um, these these couple of verses here, um, it kind of, it was, it was, it was a little, I guess, nerve-wracking for me because I want to do a good job of explaining in the best I possibly can. And so, I kind of just want to, tell you guys what I think and what my opinions are. And so uh, focusing on these two verses, like I said in the beginning, what was happening is that, um, like I said, Israel was not in a good place spiritually. And then what, what made things worse is that um, the, the leadership, the spiritual leadership um, was not good. Like I said, um, uh, Eli's uh, two sons, uh, I believe the name was Hophni and Phinehas, I believe. Um, they, um, they were doing some horrible things, you know, um, Things that obviously sh that they should have been kicked out of ministry, removed out of ministry, and so that never happened. And then what made things worse is that Eli did not did not remove them or show any disciplinary disciplinary action. Um, eventually, Eli did kind of confront them, but it was kind of more too late. And the sin was is that um, these um, these guys weren't uh, um, respecting. Uh, the ministry and the Lord's work, because I mean, like the things they were doing. And if you guys want to go back and read it, I believe it's in the, near the end of chapter two. If you guys want to go see the things that they were doing, obviously, these guys did not show respect uh, to the Lord and to the work that He had given them, as you know, as um, as priests, or, or I know in today's terms, um, kind of like a pastor. So um, these guys um, did not show any any uh, sort of uh, respect in that area. So. These guys should have definitely been kicked out. And like I said, um, if you guys want to go back and check that out, um, you guys are more than welcome to. <clears throat> Excuse me, I lost my voice. So that was uh, that was the sin. And so we see here in um, verses 12 and 14 that the Lord um, is going to judge um, Eli and his family very severely. 
And then, and you know, when and going back to the um, when I talked about in the other study, I, I I think I briefly talked about that. Um, I do believe that um, despite you know what was going on, I do believe that the Lord gave Elie and his sons time to think about you know um, the things that they were doing. Definitely, He gave them time to repent and gave them time to 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 be out of ministry or or um. I know I feel like the Lord um, gave enough time to Lee to remove his kids from ministry. So I definitely think, you know, while all of that was happening, that there was a good t there was a good time for them to realize we need to be out of ministry. And because they never realized that, uh, that's when we see uh, the punishment, uh, the judgment that they're going to get because it was kind of already too late, you know. And so um, that's kind of um, my take on, you know, these two, um, these verses here is that um. You know, uh, these kids, uh, these guys weren't being um, disciplined and these guys weren't being removed because, no, they, were, they weren't showing any respect to the ministry. But also, um, Eli, uh, it was definitely Lee's fault that he did not go incorrect. And like I said, um, I do believe that um, there was time given for them to be removed. And so, um, like I said, that's I guess that's that's where I stand on there. I hope. They give you guys a good, I guess, good foundation, a good feeling, a good understandable on these verses. Because this is, you know, these verses are pretty intense, you know. And and so I'm, I definitely want to try my best to um, to explain as best as I possibly can. But moving on to verse 15, it reads, Samuel lay down until the morning until he opened the doors of the Lord's house. He was afraid to tell Eli the vision. But Eli called him and said, Samuel, my son, here I am. Answered Samuel, what, does the mes what was the message he gave you? Eli asked, don't hide it from me. May God punish you and do so severely if you hide anything from me that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and did not hide anything from him. Eli responded, he is the Lord, let him do what he thinks is good. Samuel grew, the Lord was with him, and he fulfilled everything Samuel prophesied. All Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a confirmed prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear in Shiloh because it was there he revealed himself to Samuel by his word. So uh, there you go. Uh, from chapter 5, I'm sorry, uh, from verse 15 to 21. I just finished chapter 3. But in those couple of verses that I just read, I wanted to kind of recap. So um, honestly, when I was when I was reading 15 under 21, I was thinking, man, I'm pretty sure, I wonder if... Um, if Samuel, you know, was able to sleep that night, because I'm thinking, because I know he was afraid to tell Eli that, um, and so I, I wonder if he was able to sleep, because maybe he was thinking, man, how am I going to tell Eli this, you know, this is, this is, you know, pretty heavy stuff, you know, how am I going to tell Eli this, um, and maybe he was thinking, man, maybe in the morning he'll forget that the Lord was talking to me, so maybe he was thinking all these things, but as we just read, Eli definitely wanted to know um, what the Lord told him, um, sorry guys, I'm making any noise, just kind of trying to rearrange my microphone. But anyways, um, Elie definitely wanted to know what the Lord told him. And, you know, Samuel told him everything, did not hide anything. And Elie accepted it. Now, obviously, um, it doesn't tell us, you know, what he was thinking or his emotions were. Um, but he accepted it. And he said, you know, you know, it's the Lord and, you know, he can do whatever he thinks he's good. But I wonder if he was thinking anything or wonder if he started to worry. Me personally, if I'm putting myself in issues, I'd be like, man, I am super worried. I messed up. Um, I, 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 I'd be freaking out um, if that was me in those shoes. So, 
Um, so yeah, so um, that was the end of chapter 3. And like I said, I did want to go in, into uh, chapter 4 just a little bit. And I'm going to start in verse 1 and it says, Israel went out to meet the Philistines in battle and encamped at Ebenezer while the Philistines encamped in Aphek. Hopefully I say it, I pronounced that right. Sometimes um, the places or the names are really hard to pronounce. Uh, the Philistines lined up in battle formation against Israel. And as the battle intensified, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who struck down about 4,000 men on the battlefield. When the troops returned to the camp, the elders of Israel asked, Why did the Lord defeat us today before the Philistines? Let's bring the Ark of the Lord's covenant from Shiloh. Then it will go with us and save us from our enemies. So that's that's only three verses I want to cover for today. And so, but I did want to talk about them real quickly. And um, it's super important that um, I try my best to explain this because you know uh, what I'm about to say. You you definitely, if you are um, a new Christian or or if you are been in the Lord, um, if you have been a Christian for a long time, uh, maybe you, uh, hopefully you you'll know this by now. But if you're definitely new. We see in the Old Testament that um, when Israel would lose a battle, or yes, simply they would just lose, um, it was it wasn't because the Lord forsook them. It wasn't because the Lord wasn't unfaithful. Uh, was wasn't faithful to them. The, the reason why Israel would lose is simply because it's simply because um, they weren't being uh, faithful uh, to the Lord, and because of that, they would they would lose these battles. You know um. And so, that was basically, um, um, well, actually, uh, that was actually why they would lose a lot of these battles in the Old Testament. I think of Daniel, you know, the, the book of Daniel is also really intense because um, Israel was captured. And again, the reason why they were captured was simply because they were not faithful. And, and because of that, um, the Lord, huh, the Lord allowed them to be captured, you know. And so, um so, like I said, you'll see that in, in, in the Old Testament, especially, you know, if you're a new believer. And again, it wasn't because God wasn't faithful or God forsook them. It wasn't that. It's because Israel would sometimes not do their part, going back to their spiritual roller coaster. They would just have the highs and highs and lows and lows. And, you know, and and the Lord wanted to bless them, you know. But in a way, it was good for them to, uh, I mean, not, I mean, at the moment, it wasn't good, but the, the whole purpose behind that was, is the hope was that uh, for Israel to realize, hey, I, I don't think we're right here with the Lord. And so the hope was is for them to realize maybe we're not right with the Lord or maybe uh, we're distanced from him and the Lord wants to tell us something. And so whenever Israel, and, it's, and, and you'll see that, you know, and we'll see that as we continue in Samuel where, Israel would just uh, was in another battle, and then they would they were worried they were they were gonna lose, and then they repented. You know they turned back to the Lord, they repented, and the Lord brought them victory. And so, like I said, the goal behind that was is that um, that Israel would realize, man, I don't think we're being you know faithful to the Lord. I don't think we we, we are right right now. So let us repent, and then once they repented, that's when the Lord would bring them victory. So. I really hope that that made sense, you know. And like I said, you'll you'll definitely see that a lot in the Old Testament stories. Um, but hopefully that made hopefully that made made sense. Um, and so I did want to uh, close with one more thing, even though this study is really short, and I, I always try my best to aim for thirty minutes. Um, I did want to leave you guys with a, a food for thought because um, you know, I try my best to give applications or at least think about something. And so I want to give you guys a food for thought, and you guys can think about it and. 
If you listen to this on YouTube, you can let me know in the comments what you think, if you think I'm wrong or right. Uh, you can just leave me what you think in the comments. But um, my food for thought is this. Um, I know sometimes, uh, at least in my personal life, I'm gonna use it, I want to use the uh, fruit of the as an example. We know that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and there's a lot more to, to that. But I know that um, uh, when we have, when, when we are strong in the Lord, you know, we have that fruit of the spirit. But then, but I realize, at least in my life, that um, when I'm kind of distancing myself little by little from the Lord, I don't necessarily have the fruit of the spirit. I necessarily have the contrary, which is I'm, I'm mean, I'm just um. I'm angry, maybe I'm not being so loving. I just, I have the opposite of the fear of the Spirit. And then sometimes when it comes to temptations or other things, I lose the battle. And I'm always like, why am I losing these battles? Why am I not having victory in this area? And I fully believe that that can also be, um, that, that, that can relate to the story in, in chapter in chapter 4. I was like, we're losing these battles because maybe we're not where we are supposed to be spiritually. Maybe we're weak spiritually. Maybe we are hungry spiritually. And the Lord's telling us, I can bring you victory, but it all comes to you coming back to me and, you know, and 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 continue to grow our relationship together. And so I do believe that I, we could also grab that in our lives that, um, again, maybe we can lose these battles simply because, maybe the reason why we're losing these battles, excuse me, is because... Um, we're not, we're kind of like Israel. Maybe we're not in a good spiritual state. And I'm excited for for us to continue um, discovering because there's a really cool story in here where Israel was in another battle, like I said, and, you know, they were really worried that they were going to, again, lose, but they repented and the Lord brought victory. And so I believe that um, for us in our lives, you know, if we're struggling with something, we need to turn to the Lord, maybe repent from something, uh, come back to the Lord, strengthen our relationship and i do believe that's when we find victory and strength in our lives so i hope that was a good uh, i guess think about it for you guys if you guys want to think about it let me know what you think um if you think oh, i mean that, that could work or or yeah um let me know if you think if it works or it doesn't work um like i said if you're on the youtube uh, you can definitely leave a comment below but that's it for, uh, for my study for you guys um i know it was quick and right to the point uh, but I hope at the same time that it was still encouraging. And if there was noise, you know, around around me, I'm really sorry. Um, I got a new microphone. Um, and I was hoping this one uh, would do a good job with noise cancellation. And in some areas it does. But at the same time, it also picks up other things as well. So I'm still trying to figure things out. But there was a lot of noise and it was bothering you. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to be better at, at that and try to see how I can improve my microphone. And hopefully I was clear and understandable. But that's all I have for you guys. And um, and like always, um, if you listen to this on the YouTube one, um, if you have anything you want to say, any prayer, you can, you can leave it down uh, below. And I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure if I said this in the intro, but one of my favorite studies uh, so far that I've taught in Samuel was, I think, the first one. Because, you know, the first one talks about Hannah was going through something and it seemed like nobody understood what she was going through. And so she just took it to the Lord and she she poured out her heart to the Lord. And it made me realize, you know, in that, in that chapter, um, is that um, for us in our lives, we can go through lives, we can go through life um, feeling something that maybe we're having a hard time expressing or, or maybe we're just going through something that maybe no one's understanding. But after teaching that, you know, it gave me so much confidence to say that, um, you know what? We have a God who, who understands everything. 
I've been listening to a lot of studies, specifically on the nature of the Lord, and I love it because there's nothing that you can't teach the Lord. There's nothing the Lord doesn't know. Um, I discovered last year that there's, there are people who think that God doesn't know everything, and sometimes he's surprised. For me, I think that's disrespectful, and I think that's totally wrong because there's, there's nothing that the Lord doesn't know. You know, from Scripture, there's nothing hidden under the Lord's eyes. So um, the Lord knows everything, and what's awesome is that we can take a rest that we can give everything to the Lord, no matter how we're feeling, whether we can explain it a lot, um, the Lord can always, the Lord knows exactly um, what we're going through or how we're feeling. So if you want to check that study out, like I said, I think it's the first one, the first study I did in Samuel, the second one. Um, but yeah, um, that's it, you guys. God bless you guys. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time. Um, and I'll see you guys on the next uh, video. Thanks, guys.